Welcome to the Masterpiece Life with Dr. Meredith Griffin, a program dedicated to helping you get unstuck and move forward to live the masterpiece life God intended. This is episode three. In this episode, I want to share three keys to making sure that being temporarily stuck doesn't become a life sentence. Let's go. So welcome back again. Just want to say thanks and welcome to you for joining us again here on what is episode three of the Masterpiece Life with Dr. Meredith Griffin podcast. I am your host, Meredith Griffin. And as I always tell you, for almost the last 30 years, I've been helping people live a life that honors God by understanding who they were created to be, that they were created uniquely in the image of God, and that they have everything within them to be successful in the personal, professional, spiritual, and relationship areas of their lives. When you put all that together, I believe what you get is a masterpiece life. Now, today in episode three, I do want to talk about something that I think affects each and every one of us. I want to talk about some simple solutions that you can immediately engage when your life feels stuck. Now, I know I'm not the only one who has felt stuck in life at one point or another. And I'll talk about that in in a moment where I have felt stuck at some places in my life. I believe the transparency. In fact, why don't I just start there. I listen, I am a 50 plus year old man. I'm 54 years old. And over the course of my life, whether it's been in my profession, whether it's been in my marriage, uh, whether it's been in, in other relationships or whether it has just been when I thought about what I knew was my life aim, my life mission, my life calling, I felt stuck. And as a result, I know that feeling stuck can feel a lot like I am or we are in prison, right? We we are locked up. We can see what we want, but it just seems to be just beyond our reach. The picture I have in my mind is you are looking literally through some bars. You're stuck in this place and you can see on the other side, what it is you desire, more importantly, what it is you're called to have in this area, but you just can't get there. And so I know what that is like, and it's real easy for us. Uh, I've been there in my marriage. I've been there in my business aspirations. I've I've been there, quite frankly, with things like doing a podcast episode or writing a blog article or writing a book or trying to finish my dissertation when I was in my doctoral program. So I'm I'm very clear on what it looks like and feels like to be stuck. But today I want to tell you that although we've all been there 
And even if you're right there right now, we can take heart in knowing not just that you're not alone, that some dude doing a podcast who pastors a church and and does some other things that he's been there as well. But you can take heart in knowing that there are some simple things that I have done some simple things that you can do, some simple things I know have worked for other people that can make sure that being stuck stays a temporary situation in our lives so that being stuck doesn't become our indefinite or permanent way of life. One of the ways I say it is is temporarily being stuck doesn't become a life sentence. Like I said, I, I, I have been there um, and, and those can be some very difficult times. I'll be honest, I'd been stuck professionally for so long. I, I knew that part of my call, part of what God had for me to do was to be a lead pastor, not just on staff. And I, I had some marvelous experiences learning in the number of years that I was on staff at local churches. But I knew that part of what God wanted me to do was to be in a senior pastor or to be a lead pastor in a context. And I watched myriad friends of mine or people I knew go and be able to do this. And yet I found myself languishing for a season in the same place. And I'll be honest, for for some time, it was discouraging, discouraging to the point that I had to wonder, God, did I even hear you right? Could it be that I was mistaken when I thought I heard you say that this is what I was supposed to do with my life? I I thought that I was clear and I've I've done the things that I believe, but I, I just feel stuck. And so, again, this is something that can happen and probably will happen at some point in all of our lives. I, I believe that if you've never been stuck, then you're probably not moving at all. If you've never felt in a place in your life, again, whether it's in a relationship or in your profession or in your spiritual life, like there's something more and I just can't seem to move from where I am to where I want to be, then you're probably not trying to take any forward action at all because it happens to us all. But today I just want to jump on and and to let you know not only that you're not alone, but don't give up. I think one of the things that separates people who for whom being stuck is a temporary situation from those who are stuck permanently, for whom being stuck becomes a life sentence is that they don't give up. Clearly, I didn't give up. I'm, I'm doing a podcast. I, I have gotten the degree that I was pursuing. My marriage is flourishing. I am a senior pastor of a local church. But there were a number of times that I absolutely did want to quit. But one thing that made a difference for me, and this is the meat of this episode that I want to get into. One of the things that absolutely did make a difference for me is these principles, if you will, these things that I pulled out of just a couple of verses in scripture that 
not only had I preached a number of times, but I've I'd heard a number of times. And I'm sure when I share them, that those of you who share my faith as a believer in Jesus Christ will know that you have heard them as well. And it's in Paul's letter to the church at Philippi and it's chapter number three. And it's just verses 12, 13 and 14. I'm going to read those to you here. It, it says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to teach the end of to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Jesus Christ is calling us. That was it. And and I'm I'm gonna break that down because I believe there's some stuff in there that when we start thinking about if you're stuck right now, I, I think that there are some things, not a, I think because I've used these and I, I've shared it with other folk and they've used these three simple things pulled from these three verses to help them get themselves unstuck, to begin the process of re-engaging and moving forward again toward whatever God has placed in front of them as a vision and a goal in that area of their life for their marriage their role is father getting that business that they've just been talking about or they've been languishing in to get it moving in the right direction finishing that degree program or whatever it may be these things help paul when you think about it paul is sitting in jail right so his being in prison, I shared this picture I have with you. His being in prison wasn't figurative like ours is. Paul isn't thinking about, you know, my situation is like being locked up and I've never been locked up. So I don't know what that literally feels like. Paul is literally locked up. But even in his situation, so think about this large call that Paul has to be the apostle to the Gentiles. And, and here he can't, right? Not, not in the way that we think. He's not preaching to multitudes. He's not going and planting churches here and there in his apostolic call. Paul is locked up. But even in that, he found a way to ensure that his current situation where he was sitting was not his permanent state of being. So I want to talk about these things. I want to talk about what I did when when things weren't going right in my relationship. I want to talk about what I did when I was like, you know, I really want to I really want to get this podcast off the ground. I, I've been talking about this for too many years to mention. We really need to get these other business things we've been talking about going as well. How are we going to do that? I just feel stuck. Thing number one, and this comes straight from the verse. If you look at it, you'll understand, and I need you to hear this. What Paul did and what we need to do is face the truth about where you are. Let me say that again. Face the truth about where you are. Now, for Paul, it's real hard to deny that you're locked up that you can't do it the way you thought you were going to do it, that you're stuck. 
when you're in chains like he was. But the funny thing is, I know a whole lot of folk, and, and even I did this. We kind of deny the reality of being stuck. I'm I'm not stuck. Somebody asks you a question. How's everything going? Everything's fine. When you know it's not fine or you're you're not just admitting there's some things about my situation right now that I don't understand how to move forward in or it'll just get better all by itself. That's a problem. And it really does not help us out. But sometimes we believe that ignoring the reality of where we are, ignoring the situation is actually a help. But it's not. Because when I know where I am right now, I'm able to plan where I am in relation to where I want to be. So I really do need to go through the process of just acknowledging that I'm having some problems, acknowledging that this is what's going on in my relationship. This is what's preventing me from moving forward. This is what is hindering my spirituality. I need to face the truth about where I am. Because once I know where I am, then I'm able to figure out what actions I need in order to move. Watch this from where I am in the direction that I want to go. And none of that can take place if I am denying the truth. So if my marriage is in a bad state, telling myself that everything is lovely really is not going to help my marriage at all. Ignoring that we're having communication problems, ignoring that finance is a touchy situation, ignoring that our love life, our sex life is not what we think it ought to be because of the emotional disconnect and just telling each other or telling myself that everything's going to get to a better state and be all right. It's not going to make it all right. If I'm 30 pounds overweight, if I got high cholesterol, my blood work is off, denying what the doctor has told me to do or denying the numbers that are on the scale, that's the wrong thing to do. No, what we need to do is recognize here's where I am. Let me get on that scale and see what it says to me, because if I once I get on the scale and I acknowledge the reality that I am overweight, I acknowledge the reality that the doctor told me my HDL or LDL or whichever one is the bad one is off and the good one is too low. Then I now can begin to take action. So the first thing when you're stuck that you need to do, the first thing I did was face the truth. Everything's not all right. And watch this. It's all right for everything to not be all right. It's not all right to deny that everything isn't all right. And so once I've faced the truth about where I am, then what was I able to do? I'm going to tell you, it's real easy and you can see it right there in the verse. Paul says, listen, I know I haven't already attained. I know I'm not where I want to be. But I know I'm supposed to be somewhere. So the second thing is to determine that where I am is not where I'm going to end. That I refuse to let being stuck, that I refuse to die 
that I refuse to allow these dreams, these visions, this calling that God has placed on the inside of me, this masterpiece life. I refuse to die with that unfulfilled. We have to make that determination. When I was wrestling, when I was at the point of giving up, and this is an important, this is an important aside. I had a very close friend at the time who was able to help me see the reality of where I was. But then he was also able to speak words that made me understand that just because I was in this position right now didn't mean that God still had not said what he did say to me, that, that, that there, there was still truth in that 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 was still God's desire for me. And that helped me to determine I wasn't going to give up. That everything that he'd shown me I needed to do, I needed to do. Someone listening to this podcast episode right now needs to hear that. That where you are is not where you're going to end up. And it begins with you determining that this is not where you're going to end. It's not where I want to be. It's not where God wants me to be either. And once I make that determination, it's easier for me to begin to commit to the things that need to happen in order for me to move forward. Another moment of transparency, old saying in the church that confession is good for the soul. They say it's bad for the reputation, but it's good for the soul. I I fell out of college. My freshman year at Hampton University was the bomb for me. I enjoyed myself immensely. The problem is I enjoyed myself so much that I forgot that it was school. And so I didn't go to class. And as a result of not going to class, I had one of the worst GPAs known to man. And in spite getting a little better in the second semester of my freshman year, didn't get good enough (laughs) to be asked to stay. In fact, I was asked to leave. And I found myself at one of the lowest points in my life. I I was having too much fun and doing too little work. But here's the point of this second point. I determined that my story wouldn't end there. So as I spent the next year working a job in retail, as I rose every morning, realizing that there was a plan for me and that plan included me returning to school and completing my degree, I was able to commit myself to the work I knew needed to happen once I went back. Let me tell you, I decided I wasn't going to any other school except the one that I had flunked out of. Why? Two reasons. One, I believe that was the scene of the crime. And so I needed to go back there and fix it. And more importantly, I believed that they had a picture of who I was that was not who I truly was. And I needed an opportunity to show them who I was. You need to make the determination that where you are right now doesn't matter if you're stuck or how long you've been stuck. Doesn't matter what area of your life you've been stuck in. If you've listened to any other episode of this podcast, you know that we stand, I stand as we talk about the masterpiece life on Ephesians chapter two and verse number 10. You were created anew in Christ Jesus, God's as God's masterpiece, that there's something in you that the world needs. 
So if you're stuck, if your marriage is stuck, God didn't create you and put you together with your spouse, that you would not have a union that glorifies him. If there's a book on the inside of you, a business on the inside of you, if your relationship with your children is not what it ought to be, if you are feeling that you are disconnected in your faith, none of those are the will of God concerning you. But first, you got to face the truth about where you are. And then you've got to determine that this isn't where you will end. So Paul makes sure that we know that he has a call on his life. That's why he says, I'm going to press to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. I know that I'm not there yet. I know that I haven't achieved it. I know that I haven't obtained perfection, but I also know that perfection is Christ's will for me. I've determined that where I am is not where I'm going to end. And then the last one. The third thing that really did turn things around and, and continues to encourage me, and I use it to encourage others, including you here on this episode of the Masterpiece Life podcast, is simply this. Once I have recognized and faced the truth about where I am, once I've determined that this isn't where I'm going to end, what we then need to do is take a single action that moves us toward our goal. Real simple. You know, sometimes when we're stuck, it's real hard to see everything. I mean, our emotions are clouding our judgment. You know, we can become despondent and, and even quite frankly, sometimes despair. I told you that, that there have been some times when I thought, man, maybe quitting is easier or maybe this isn't what God actually has for me. But once you determine that this isn't where you're going to end and I'm going to stand on what I know to be true about what's on the inside of me, now I need to take action. Why do we talk about taking a single action? It's real simple. Sometimes trying to get the whole plan together can seem like one of the most daunting tasks in the world. So what I encourage you to do, what I had to do, the thing that works easiest, hear me, this is simple. Stop trying to get the whole plan. Instead, just ask this simple question. What one thing? can I do that will move me closer to my goal? One thing. Think about it. If I'm stuck, if I'm driving a car, think about driving a car and you know you've had a car that's stuck in a little rut. All you're trying to do as you are rocking that car back and forth is get it to move one tire length out of the rut. That's all. At this moment, I'm not thinking about the hundred miles I have yet to go to reach my goal. All I'm thinking about is the next thing I need to do to get out of the rut, to get off the ice, to be able to move forward again. Remember, we're talking about how to make sure that being stuck doesn't become a life sentence. And so we can't conflate the two issues. We can't in this conversation talk about reaching your goal because when I'm stuck my goal ought to be to get unstuck to be able to take the next action 
that's going to have me moving forward again in a positive direction. So all I need to do is ask myself, what one thing can I do? And for Paul, it was easy. It wasn't even a physical thing because remember, Paul is locked up. And so what Paul says, I focus on one thing. If you're familiar with another version, it'll sound like this. This one thing I do, one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to lie to what lies ahead. Forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead, I am going to press. So the question, because it's going to be different depending on your circumstance, depending on what area of your life you actually need to work on, where you may be feeling stuck, what that one thing is, is going to be different for all of us. But in this moment, my encouragement to us is not to look for everything, but just look for the next action I can take. I'm, I'm going to kind of, I already told you how old I am, but I'm a, I'm going to kind of just seal how old I am. I remember being a kid in Christmas time watching those animated shows that would come on. And I believe it was uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I'm almost sure that was the one where they talked about putting one foot in front of the other. And it was just put one foot in front of the other. Right. Y'all remember. I'm not going to sing for you, but you remember what that was. And that's all we're talking about. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Getting unstuck and moving forward again toward your goal begins with your next step. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I really do, because I know that if you're not stuck now, you may be stuck in the future. And if you are stuck now, you need some encouragement. Don't let temporarily being stuck become a life sentence. Do three easy things and we get them from Paul speaking while in prison in Rome to the church at Philippi. First, face the truth about where you are. Don't deny that you're having problems, that you're stuck. Second, determine that this isn't where you will end. And third, take the single action that will move you out of being stuck forward toward your goal. That's it. And that's all I have for this episode. My question for you would be, where do you feel stuck in your life? Is it in your marriage, in your health? Is it in your profession or in your business? Don't deny it. Face it. Determine that that's not going to be your end and find the next thing to do. Listen, if you haven't already, I truly encourage you and ask you humbly to please subscribe to the Masterpiece Life podcast on whatever podcast platform you use. You can find us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, Google. We're on all of those platforms. I'd also encourage you to go to MeredithGriffin.com and sign up for our newsletter so that you're always informed when something new is happening, whether it's an article or whether it is a new podcast episode. 
This is the Masterpiece Life Podcast. Please make sure that you tell your friends and your family that there is a podcast dedicated to helping you press toward the mark, which is God's Masterpiece Life. So I'll see you on the next episode. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Thank you all. And remember, God has called us to greater and that greater is a masterpiece life. Stay blessed. Stay blessed.